I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello and welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Clay. I'm so happy you're here. It's good to be back in the official Artie Friends Podcast chairs. I know. I wish you guys could see right now. We got the chairs set up. We got a matcha and a black coffee. Mm-hmm. Shared both. Got a pep in our step. Got to get that caffeine in the system. Yeah. And we're ready. I'm ready for sure. I think it's been at least a year since you've been on. Yeah. What was that last one? The 75 Hard podcast mm-hmm. that we came on? 
Yeah, if you guys want more from Clay, there's that episode. There's one with Connor about healthy relationships Mm -hmm. and one about an honest conversation on drinking. Yeah. So I'm glad to have you back, just you and I. And we're going to be talking about masculine and feminine energies. This is very timely for our individual selves, our relationship. And I'm sure you guys have seen the Barbie movie. Clay hasn't seen it yet. I went with a girlfriend and we'll go again. We actually went to go on our, was that our anniversary? Yeah, we were going to go. And then we just had so much fun hanging out with your dad and stepmom that movie time came and we were not at the movie theater. No, we weren't. My dad looked down his watch and he was like, wait, your guys' movie started like 10 minutes ago and we both looked at each other and we're like, yeah, I think we both just decided we weren't going, I guess. It's just not happening. (laughs) So we spent our five-year anniversary hanging out with my parents. Well, we did a lot before (laughs) that too. True. Yeah, it was a, a busy weekend. It was. We did a lot. We got a lot of time with each other as well as time with individuals outside of just ourselves, mm-hmm. which kind of plays into what we're going to talk about today. Of We don't need to take that whole anniversary and just keep it to ourselves. Other people get to get share that love with us too. This is Why true. Why not? Yep. Because your parents were in Switzerland, mm-hmm. so they were out of town. So we hung out at Clay's parents' house for the weekend, went for a bike ride. We went to a hot air balloon festival. We went on a double date with our friends, and there was no hot air balloons. Hot air balloon festivals <laughs> minus the hot air balloons. <laughs> it was too windy. They but- did shoot those the flamethrowers out of the things. That was kind of cool. Yeah, it was like they were trying to make up for not having the hot air balloons go up. So they were just like shooting fire and everyone was just watching. And it was definitely giving like simulation vibes. We were just like sitting on a hill watching fire. <laughs> like it was odd. It gave about five to 10% of the hot air balloon effect. Yeah. But good fair food. And what else we do? Went to brunch with your grandma. Mm-hmm. Went to dinner with your other grandparents. Mm-hmm. There was so much happening. We went to pitch. Was that technically for our anniversary? No. I think that was just for us. But yeah, that day, we, we got a double date in. We got family time. We got a lot of alone time with just the two of us. Kind of checked all the, the boxes. Store? We did go to natural grocers before we went out west, yeah. The number one place I want to spend my anniversary. <laughs> Actually, though. <laughs> I was like, can we please go to natural grocers? It set you up for a great week. You didn't have to stress about it, getting groceries later on. Mm-hmm. If you guys have been avid listeners, I have talked about how I want to change mine and Clay's anniversary because it's at the worst time of the year. Like August is always so busy with the shops because it's back to school. So you have all the customers that live in Omaha during the summer that are like students and then they leave. So they like got to come in one last time. But then you have all the new people that are coming that go to the colleges here that live out of state that Mm -hmm. are excited to come in. Mm -hmm. And then just the regular people that live here are like, oh, it's transition season. So I like need new pieces for fall. It's just so busy. And then we have your birthday, your brother's birthday. There's just always so much going on in August that I have wanted to change our anniversary. And I said I was going to do it this year and then I didn't. I mean, we kind of just came up with the 19th anyway. anyway. So let's just change it to a different month. What month do you want to change it to? I like the idea of it being in the fall. Yeah, me too. It's my favorite time of year. Weather's cooling off. We're ready to be done with summer. It's a good transitionatory, transitionary phase. Mm -hmm. Made that word up. Um, I think September because then it's like my birthday, Mm -hmm. anniversary, your birthday. Back to back to back months. I like that. Same. September is a great month. And do we have a day? Hmm. Do we just go with the 19th or do we make something cooler? We could just put it right in the middle, September 15th. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. <laughs> it's our new anniversary. 
there's no reason in behind that 15. Okay, it's, wait. It's you're, just right in the middle. Wait, your birthday is the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Mine's the 11th. I was going to see if there's something cool with like 3-3, but there's not a 33rd day of September. Mm-hmm. We we can figure out the date, but long story short. 15th is kind of right in between 11 and 22. That's true. A little bit skewed on the front end, but That's we'll right. figure out the date. And we need to do that before next year comes around because that was a lot of a weekend. Yeah, we were both smoked afterwards. Yeah. Like Sunday, we were like, I just need to do my own thing today mm-hmm. and get ready for the week ahead because it's coming. Mm-hmm. And then your birthday was Tuesday. Yeah, and we kind of celebrated it on that weekend too. But I mean, we did on Tuesday as well, night at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you you can share in the peaks your fun fun birthday things. For the whopping 28-year-old self you are now. Getting old, man. But I don't even know where we were at the top of this. Oh, Barbie. Mm-hmm. I went to Barbie with my mm-hmm. friend. Mm-hmm. And if you guys have seen it, you know that there's like Barbie land that's all about the women. And then they go into the real world and it's a more male-dominated world. And it kind of got me thinking how much that ties into the masculine and feminine traits that you and I have both been navigating. And we had been wanting to have you on and talk about relationships relationships and mental health. And I just feel like all of this ties in really, really well. Absolutely. I agree. But first we can do some peaks. Mm-hmm. We have more catching up. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think that we're going to catching up is kind of the, the content of the podcast. Yeah, I think so too, because it's been, there's been a lot happening in the past two months and I haven't really told you guys all that much because a lot of it relates to Clay and our relationship together. And I didn't want to share stuff about our relationship without you here. So now that we have you here, we can give everyone the lowdown on our living situation, our dynamics. All the things. Yeah. Okay. So peak of the week. Yours is fun. You go first. Well, Mm. I don't know, but I'm assuming. My peak of the week is that I got a brand new bicycle. You did? I did. I went and got it on Saturday. Oh shit, seriously. And uh, I have my little time trial routes that I ride. For those who don't know, I've been riding my dad's bicycle, which has been great and perfectly fine, but it's not my size. It's not the type of bike that I want. And I definitely had to delay some gratification to get a new bicycle. And I've been wanting one for a really long time. I got an awesome gift from my gym community which was intended to go towards a bike. Uh, And I found one that was like the perfect price for what they had given me. And then I went and rode it the day that I got it, obviously. And I PR'd my route by like two and a half minutes. Seriously? Crushed it. Wow. Annihilated it. So the bike was made a difference. Yo, it's much faster, much more comfortable, much more fitted to me. And I'm going to log miles on that thing. What color and then, of is it? Of course, the next day in the morning, got up again to go for another bike ride. That does not surprise me at all. <laughs> all black, matte black. Ooh. Very masculine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But that is still a great choice. Yep. Timeless. Yes, yes. No kickstand, just mm. the bike in the road. You know, because I got to. Wait, minimize the weight of it. Is that an option? You just get it without a kickstand? Oh, yeah. Bikes okay. don't come with pedals for anybody that's looking to get a bike. So <laughs> if you're prepared, yeah, you get to pick your pedals out and all the what extra you, things. What, like the seat? Um, a basket? You can get a new seat if you want. It, it's like it's like a blank frame. It comes with nothing. It doesn't even come with water bottle holders. You have to buy the water bottle holders that come with it. So like it's, I don't know of any other good analogies. Like when you get a car, you get to choose all of the amenities that come with it. You know, like you see this bike bicycle and you're like, that's really cool. And it's like, oh, it really, it's, it's really just the base package, huh? Mm. Yep. So chose pedals for it, chose water bottle holders. You can get like, has like four mounting spots. I just chose one. One was enough for me for one water bottle. You could have four water bottle holders. 
Oh, yeah, because it's a little triangle of what the, the frame is. So they have one on the upright, one on the angled, and then one on the straight at the top. So it has two on the straight at the top that you could fit. Most people just choose two. Okay. Like, have you been in a position where you're like, I could have slammed four water bottles right now? Yeah, that day that I rode 50 miles, I had to stop like at Zerinsky and fill my water bottle back up like three times. At like a random water fountain or something? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get okay, thirsty. Okay. That wind's getting in your face. You're breathing in and mouth breathing. Which throat gets all dry. Yeah. But to play Dapple's advocate, wouldn't that weigh way more than the kickstand? Um, You're not wrong. <laughs> okay. Water's a little bit more useful to the rider than the kickstand. Stand, I, I guess. Ah, okay. So, like, do you really need a kickstand? No. Do you really need water when you're riding? <sighs> yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fair. I'm excited to see it. New bike owner. Yeah. And that was really, really cool of the gym members to do that. Yeah. A little bit of a background of it. I coach our, our 5 a.m. and our 6 a.m. class at the gym. I love to be high energy in the morning. Some people might hate it. Some people might love it, but they get it nonetheless. Quick pause to interrupt. This is why Clay and I will be having separate bedrooms from here going out. I am not high energy in the morning. I'm very high energy in the evening Allison and we are is, very opposite. Allison is not one that would be at her best self <laughs> getting woken up at 3.30 in the morning. No. From a theory and from personal experience. <laughs> And this man goes to coach 5 a.m. class like it's two o'clock in the afternoon with all the oomph. Oh, yeah. I'm a little energizer bunny. Do people ever tell you to roll it back? No one's ever actually told me, but I, I have told them. Like, just FYI, guys. I'm like this in the mornings. I get that not everybody is. If you ever just want to tell me to shut the hell up, go right for it. And I will be like, you got it. <laughs> but I guess like your coach, it's not like they always have to reply. Like no. they're just working out. So like you do have to bring that energy. Yeah. And then you're giving them the energy through the workout and the coaching that then hopefully they have that pep after. Yeah, and they don't have to reciprocate it by any means. I guess I just think like in the morning if somebody else can be there, like nobody's awake at that time and to be alert and like having to exert all this energy and this force on, on like a hard high intensity workout, it has to help even if you don't like it. It definitely gives you more oomph to go about your own workout. So whether yeah, they like it or sure. not, I'm going to stick with my guns that it helps. Even as a non-morning person, like if the 5 a.m. instructor was like yawning and just like sitting in the chair, I would be like, dude, yeah, I pay to come to this class. Like, give me a little bit more here. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. And so they love you. Yeah, and I love them too. They're all incredible. And yeah, they got me this amazing gift. One of the members kind of started it and and spearheaded the whole thing and, and got everybody on board to give a little donation contribution to themselves. And they gave me like $850 to be used to spend towards a new bike because they all know that I've been biking so much and riding my unfitted dad's bike. I'm like, Clay, if you're going to ride hundreds of miles, then you need your own bike, man. So blessed, so grateful. Love all of them to death. And they got me that. And then I finally put it towards a new bike. Yeah. That's just so cool. Because obviously they understand how important fitness is. Mm -hmm. And as the person that helps them understand that, they're like, we want to thank you so that you can continue doing something you love. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'll make my peak of the week about bike biking too. Mine's a little less fancy. So (laughs) (laughs) a little more functional. (laughs) Yeah. A little less fancy. Yes. 
So I realized that there's these city bikes around Omaha. They're called, well, the app is called B-Cycle. And for $20 a month, you can get a membership that has unlimited one-hour rides. And there's a B-Cycle docking station literally right outside my front door. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think that is? 50 meters? Oh, not even. Like, so close. And there's 70 locations around Omaha. There's one right by my yoga studio. There's one right by Natural Grocers. One right at the library. Like, all the places I go. And you guys know I had been using my dad's truck and my sister's moped. Well, I got my sister's moped keys stolen. And this is from a girl who literally has never lost my phone, wallet. Like, I never lose things. I've never locked myself out. And I was going into the coffee shop that we actually went to today for literally a second, 3.30 in the afternoon. And someone swiped the keys off the moped. And I felt like a fucking asshole. And they caught you in your one moment of vulnerability. I know. And I never leave keys. Like I. Oh, like the number of times that we just have gotten out of my car. Did you grab this out of the car? Did you grab your wallet? Did you grab your phone? Did you lock the car? Like and literally every time. More times than not, I'm like, fuck, no. <laughs> I'm You're on always it. on it. Like yeah. if anything, it's like too OCD. Like I'm always double checking that things are locked and that I have 100%. everything like to a fault. It's probably annoying for everyone around me. So the fact that I did this was like shocking and I'm still coming to terms with the fact that like an alien didn't come down and like grab them that <laughs> like out of my actual purse because I'm finding it very hard to believe that I left them in the moped. But here's what happened. The moped was outside. I had taken peaches inside. And it was a, one of those days that was like so, so, so hot. So I had taken the keys in with me initially and I realized Peaches was thirsty and her water bowl, like a little Tupperware container that mm-hmm. I bought, brought was in the seat of the moped. In order to get the seat open, you have to put the keys into the moped. So I like put them in, popped the seat open, grabbed out her water bowl, gave her water, shut the moped seat, went back inside. So it was Peaches' it's, fault yeah, is what you're saying. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's all Peach's fault. <laughs> I have not heard this full side of the story yet. Mm-hmm. Helps add some. It does. It adds very valuable context. Yeah. You guys heard Fucking it. Peaches. It's not Allison's fault. It's Peach's fault. Peach, why does she have to be thirsty? <laughs> <laughs> why did it have to be so hot? Uh, so that happened. Then I had to call my sister to the rescue. Anyway, now my sister's teaching again because it's the school year. So she's been using the truck and the moped is out of commission. It's now in my mom's garage. And so I had to find an alternative type of transportation. So I found the local city bikes and I love biking as well. Like I just, it's, I text my friend, Michael, who's very, very into biking. He wants to start, actually, I can't say, he probably doesn't want me to say it. This thing around biking. And he, when I texted him how excited I was that I found the city bikes, he's like, I truly think that biking is like the closest that you can get to tapping into your inner child. And it made me realize I was like, you're so right because you're not on your phone. And just like every kid rode a bike pretty much, you Mm -hmm. know? And you just feel so free. It's just like the wind is blowing at you. Like you can't not smile. I have more to say on this once we get into the the topic of, yeah? our, of our conversation. Okay. Very, very it. on board with just everything that we're going to talk about. But that just gave me goosebumps of you talking to Michael and him saying it is the closest thing that you can do to let out your inner child. Yeah. And I have experienced that. And it's so true. It's healing. Yes. And there's something so playful about biking. Like I feel nerdy when I'm on a bike in this weird way, but that's like so pure. Like peaches in the basket and we're like biking down the street. Like it's definitely not like hip and trendy and like what the cool rich people are doing. Not as much as it 
should, but yeah. it should be. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I'm like, it to go with what Michael's saying, he's like, it is the superior mode of transportation. Like mm-hmm. it's fucking free. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. You can get everywhere so fast. You can carry stuff like in a backpack on the basket. If you're like in a city, it's it's arguably faster than, than driving mm-hmm. because you don't have to worry about traffic. You don't have to stop at lights. You have to find well, parking. You kind of have to stop at lights, but you don't have to find parking. You don't have to walk from your car that you parked to your location. Most places have areas where you can just put your bike and lock it or the city bike locations really close to wherever you're going. It's no. perfect for for living in the city. No, literally when I went to go get um, a bunch of produce at Supermercado yesterday, mm-hmm. the church was letting out and the line of cars for the church, like I bet those people were in line for like 20 minutes and I zipped by on my bike in literally two seconds. Yeah. Like obviously every time it's not going to be faster. But it is so convenient. You can have fun and convenience at the same time. Get it's a like win-win. Yeah. Get tan. It's exercise. You're not putting emissions out into the atmosphere, like all around. That might not work for everybody if you like live in the suburbs of West Omaha, probably a little bit harder, but. Or what the suburbs of anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, in countries like Denmark and the Netherlands, like biking is like the main mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. So I think we have something to learn from them. And we're both oddly in our own biking journey, despite it being a very different angle of biking and coming to it in very different ways. Oh, yeah. So it's fun. We actually, yeah, our anniversary was the first time we had like rode a bike together in a long time. It is so fun. And we I were talking so about much. how we went on this road trip when we had only been dating for like a year, probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. And we drove your car all the way to New York from Nebraska to New York, a very, very long way. Mm-hmm. And we had these, his mom and dad's bikes on the back of the car. And we were like, we're going to ride up these bikes like everywhere in every city. And we're going to go to these parks. And we hauled those freaking things all the way across the country, had the annoying straps around the trunk every time we were like living out of the car. And we'd like never use them. We were not in our biking area yet. We rode them twice. It was a 31 day trip and we rode them two times. <laughs> Only because we like felt guilty that we had them. Even. Literally. Yeah. Dumb. Now we would be on those things every day of the trip. Probably would have biked the entire road trip, honestly. <laughs> Fuck the car. Just bike camping, yeah. <laughs> so this podcast episode is no longer about masculine and feminine energies. It's about biking. biking. Yep, yep. <laughs> But in some way, I kind of feel like driving around and doing what the Joneses do is like kind of masculine and Mm -hmm. staying in that order and being a little more creative and flexible is like more biking. I was going to say, it's a good analogy for for the topic at hand for what we're going to talk about today. Okay. But before we get into it, into it, Mm -hmm. we have to read listeners peaks of the week. If you guys want to send in peaks, go to our Instagram, Artie Friends Podcast. Every Monday, I put up a little story box and you can submit them. And I've noticed some people have been saying them in the Facebook group too. And honestly, I love that because then you guys can see each other's. other's, Yeah. Yeah. I do love that too. So either one, both links are on our website and link in bio. Okay, first one. Way cute. This was going to be my other peak, but I had to go with the biking thing. Hillary said, spending the evening catching up with you, apocalypse, baby talk, and all the weird things. Mm, you and guys I, needed that. We did. And I told Clay, too, that that was my peak outside of the biking one. So love you, Hill. Okay, do you want to pick one? Okay. Wow, I get the spotlight here. Oh, I love this one because I have such a great relationship with my grandparents. Alione 888, angel number, (laughs) love that. Last trip of the summer, seeing my grandparents. I think that's so cool. Your last trip that you got to take for your entire summer and you chose to go see your grandparents. That is a really beautiful thing. 
our grandparents are not going to be here for much longer. If you're lucky enough to still have them, take advantage of that. Because once those opportunities are gone, they're, they don't come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you find later on that you have had the opportunity to didn't capitalize on it and now you can't anymore, you can't do anything about that. You might harbor guilt about that. So, Aliona, if I'm pronouncing that, I'm so sorry, but I love that. Keep on seeing your grandparents whenever you get the opportunity. That's awesome. I saw this thing somewhere on the internet about if you only see your grandparents, say, once a year at like some holiday, and then you calculate the average life expectancy, if you went into that Christmas and you're like, oh, I might only see them four more times, that would really change your perspective about going and seeing your grandparents. And so, yeah. We all definitely need to love on our grandparents. Yeah. Your grandmom, Suze, is like, she's, my, she's like my third grandparent. Yeah. <laughs> so hits dear to my heart reading that one. Okay. Another one. Oh, I love this because I think this episode will come out September 1st. Jillian said, planning out a sober, low, no spend, and slow September. Doing sober September was what first got me really on my alcohol-free journey. Mm-hmm. So if that resonates with anyone and you happen to be listening today, September 1st, high Highly encourage giving it a try. It has done so, so, so much for my life. And I know I have a lot of content and there's tons of creators that have info and tips about Sober September. I also want to say how Jillian said that she's doing sober slash low spend September. I found that when I would go through my bank statements or I would do a trip, a huge portion of my expenses was going to alcohol and alcohol related things like getting Ubers or eating drunk food or the mishaps or buying shots for people. So if you are also wanting to save a little money, cutting out alcohol or drugs is a huge way to do that. When I spend less money on weed, I have more money in the bank account. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, love this one. Rented out our first investment property. Uh, you go, girl. That is awesome. We, long time ago now, actually, you've had it up and running for... Uh, two, three months now? Mid-May. Mid-May, four months. Been crushing it. It's really fun to to see you expand on that whole Airbnb and get super host status and just fall in love with all the things about it. Uh, It's really fun for me to watch. So live, do your thing, keep on crushing that first investment property and build it on into a second one. Proud of you. Yay. Okay, I think we should roll it back to like the generations before us and how for a long time, at least in recent history, it has been a very male-dominated society. Mm -hmm. And with that, there were a lot of rigid gender norms. Mm -hmm. Gender, yeah, gender norms. Gender norms, gender roles. Gender roles. I was like, that didn't come out right. Yes. Rigid gender roles, like Mm -hmm. males being in their masculine, females being in their feminine. But now as society has evolved, you see a lot more people having gender fluidity. You see women in the workplace. You see men being stay-at-home dads. You're seeing families with LGBTQ parents and adoption. Like there's way, way wider of a spectrum. Mm -hmm. And with that, I think people are starting to recognize that it's healthy to have masculine and feminine traits no matter what you identify as. Mm-hmm. And the more in sync with those traits that you can be, the more self-aware you're going to be in your friendships, relationships, job. Yeah, except- yeah. I think it just really expands on your curiosity about yourself too. Mm. You know, the purpose of this life is to find out who we are. 
and we're multifaceted. We have so much going on from an emotional standpoint. And like as a male, if I only embrace that masculine, how it always was in the past, then you're missing out on 50% of who you are. And you don't get to really experience life, how it's fully intended to be, you know, flowing back and forth, being able to dip into to both of those energy capacities from both a masculine and a feminine scale. So it's like you really are not allowing yourself to be curious about who you are. And that's what we're living this life for is to Mm. be exploratory and to try new things and to see if that works for us. And in order to do that, you have to be able to express yourself from from a whole picture. Yeah. And it's never been that way. You're so right that you look at history, you know, not that it's right at all, but males have been the the dominating force. There have been the ones who in the old days wrote laws, you know, women didn't have a voice. They weren't allowed to vote all terribly wrong. Wrong things. Um, women were intended to be the one to sit home and take care of the kids, to do the cooking, you know, to provide that emotional support to the male at the end of the day. Talking more about relations and, and those roles here right now, but they were very structured where if you're a female, you had to be all feminine and you couldn't be masculine at all. And that was frowned upon. And the same thing for males. If you're a male, you had to be all masculine. And if you showed any femininity, God forbid like, you cried. Yeah, yeah. It was like society attacked you mm-hmm. and just a terrible place to to be, I think, as a, a societal whole. And thankfully, yeah. we're not there anymore. We're not all the way where we could be for sure. But I think people are starting to realize that like, oh, balance can be achieved throughout, you know, both of these different energy structures that we can take from. Mm-hmm. That was so well said. Thank you. I love that. Exploring, you know, being curious about yourself. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. Did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used indeed. If you need to hire, you need indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So we're going to share some of our personal stories and then try to give you guys some tangible tips. But we are very much in the thick of this ourselves. So I think that the tips and advice will just come through us sharing our stories and being honest about our situations Mm -hmm. and being vulnerable. I also wanted to talk about yin and yang a little bit, Mm -hmm. even though I don't know that much about it either. But I'm sure everyone listening has heard of it. And it is pronounced yang. I don't, I'm trying. I want to say yin and yang so bad, but it's yang. <laughs> That's a westernized pronunciation of that. And yin is more closely associated with the feminine. And then yang is with the masculine. So I made a little list. Got my fancy little notepad. Pull piece that notepad of paper out. Because I wanted to share some traits that are typically associated with the masculine and some that are associated with the feminine to help you get some context when you're listening to what we're saying. Mm-hmm. So do you want to read the feminine one? I'll read the masculine one. Oh, I like that. I was going to say I'll read the masculine. You read the feminine. But talking about balance, let's switch it up. All right. Okay. So in thinking about masculine traits, it helps me to think about sex because masculine is giving where feminine is mostly about the receiving. So Mm -hmm. within the giving and the doing, a lot of masculine traits or some of the masculine traits are structure, planning, taking action, risk-taking, competitiveness, assertion, protection, not looking for approval, strength, direct, rational, linear thinking. But if you are too much in your masculine and don't invite some femininity in, you could come off as aggressive, uncaring, or demanding. Mm -hmm. Here you go. To read off some of the feminine traits, very much more emotional, heart-centered, you're in a position of receiving and understanding and nurturing, effectively speaking how you feel, flexibility in your schedule and how you react to things, listening to your intuitions, having patience, magnetizing, having things come to you rather than forcing them, grace, vulnerability, creativity, follows the natural rhythms of life, cares what other people think, and then more of a a circular thinking thought pattern. Again, very emotional. And if we let femininity traits come too aggressively into the center without having any of that underlying masculine side 
can come off as being passive, indecisive, and indirect. And to kind of touch back in with you, again, that's the yin is the feminine energy and the yang is the masculine energy, just to give context again when we touch base back to that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to bring the yin and yang in because as a very visual person, I love the yin yang symbol. You can see them going into each other. Mm-hmm. And so I think it helps you visualize like, okay, if I identify as a woman, I can have a lot of feminine energy, but it still needs to go a little bit into the masculine. But if I get too masculine, it still needs to come into the feminine a little bit. It's this very nice circle. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's cute because Clay just like started sending me a lot of yin yang symbols over text or something. I don't remember what started it. And I was like, wait, if I were to ever get a tattoo, I would get a yin yang with you and like the opposites. You know what I mean? Like if they filled each other in. Oh, I see what you're saying with when, that. Well, like we, when we, we each got up. our own half and then they, they work together when we put our wrists together. Or, or wherever like, it was cute. or something. That's yeah. cute. I thought about just getting the whole thing, but. We can get the whole thing. That is cute. That's a good idea. <laughs> I, I think it's cool seeing that visual representation too, because you look at nature, geometry, you know, what does the circle represent? Balance. And the yin yang is the perfect blend of opposites, right? White and black. And Wholeness. They, they seamlessly merge together with a nice S that comes through the middle of it, right? Like mm-hmm. the yang would not fit with any other shape than the yin. Mm-hmm. And then within those, right, they have the little dots within them as well that shows that like not only do these two fit together seamlessly to create an entire balance, they also have... Elements of each other? Yeah, yeah. Like literally the yang can't exist without that piece of yin yin inside of it mm-hmm. and then it won't fit together with everything else on a whole level so it and that when do you think the yin yang was developed i mean oh my gosh thousands probably yes years like, ago? clearly they were on to something because yeah. it's still around today we just have a better understanding of it like i think the older train of thought really proves some insight into simplicity and finding the beauty of life without all this stuff that we have going on in the modern age mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was the other thing I wanted to touch on is like how even as a female, it's so easy to be in my masculine mm-hmm. and the way like social media culture and seeking attention from things like makes you want to be in your masculine for approval. Like when you're a kid, you want your parents' attention. When you get older, you want that promotion from your boss. You want to stand out in school. You want to be the it girl or the cool guy. So you're like giving your all to these things and you're overachieving and you're burning yourself out because you want to be seen. Mm-hmm. And I think it also stems from instant gratification. That's like, mm-hmm. okay, if I do this thing and I'm the best at it, like I'm going to get something right away. We don't really get praised for just like being balanced mm-hmm. because I think balance can kind of come across as like being average. And within the eight dimensions of wellness, if you guys haven't listened to that whole series, we started it in January, we go into the eight dimensions, and then we had an expert on for each one. They are occupational, emotional, spiritual, physical, environmental, financial, social, and... There's eight. But There is eight. (laughs) (laughs) But if you give too much to one, the others will naturally lack. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we've all been able to recognize that in our own lives. Like if you give too much to any one area of your life, like we're humans with a finite time and energy with busy schedules. So you just like, you can't do it all. 
And I think you and I are both really prone to giving our all to certain areas. Mm-hmm. And that then we identify our worth through how good we are at those areas and then avoid looking at the areas that we're not good at because it's easier to just keep doing things you're good at rather than having to face like your insecurities and be like, mm, maybe I should do that other stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, expanding on that, how about you tell a little bit about your own idea of yourself? Where do you allocate more towards on the masculine feminine scale? Mm. Do you find yourself more loaded one direction and needing work on the other side? Just start there with with talking about where where you see your natural tendencies to be. Okay. So as a Capricorn moon, Capricorn traits are very hardworking, rigid, love to prove their worth. And that resonates a lot with me. I feel like my whole life, I've always been kind of an overachiever and a perfectionist and wanting to do the most all the time. And at the end of the day, when I think back on what I thought of the day, usually I would measure myself by like how much I got done Mm -hmm. and how productive I was. And if I feel like, wow, I am a worthwhile human being because I did all the things, not how it felt as much more about if I was able to check off my to-do list. Mm -hmm. And then when you and I decided to live separately for a little bit, I started trying to lean more into the feminine, but I realized that I don't want my femininity, it's such a hard word, to be relative to you. So I don't think I recognized how not in my feminine I was only relative to myself because of course when I'm around you, I'm more Mm -hmm. feminine Mm -hmm. and I lean into that role more. But on my own, I want to be able to lean into my femininity without it being relative to another person making me feel that way, but Mm -hmm. me doing that on my own. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Absolutely. You can only give as much to your partner in a relationship as you give to yourself. And if you focus on the relationship before yourself, it's always going to be influenced by that relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And what do we say when we, we started talking like, Life's about being curious, expanding our own knowledge about ourselves. And you just can't do that when the focus is two. Mm-hmm. Focus can't, it should be two in a relationship, but it has to be the focus of one and then the two together rather mm-hmm. than the two together and then the one as the individual. Because our individual selves are the foundation. And it's like, you know how they say you can only love someone else as much as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think in this time apart, we both learn to love ourselves more, mm-hmm. which then makes us appreciate appreciate the other person more and have more love to give to the other person because we have space for that now. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. The balance aspect really helps the relationship so much. And it doesn't matter what allocation you have. Like you just said, you find yourself to be a little bit more masculine tendencies with, you know, underlying femininity, you'd say the scale kind of shifts more towards the masculine side at a, at a baseline. Like mm-hmm. naturally, that's what you want to do. I would say do. like 65%. 65-35? Yeah. 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 Do you, would you agree or what, what do you think if you were to... I would even say like, yeah, just to make it different, 60-10 or 60-40. 60% masculine, okay. 40%. You have a lot of feminine traits with your spirituality and your emotional understanding way more exploratory yeah. than like I am for sure. 
or? I would even say like increasingly in the past couple of years that that has moved more and more. Like I was yeah, maybe you've like 80, your own 20. business. Well, at the beginning, yeah. Like when I was working at Barry's, being a crazy college girl, opened mm-hmm. my own business, I was very in my masculine. And it was only once I realized that I needed to soften up in so many ways. Like, oh, that was probably end of 2020, early 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. that I like hit a rock bottom. And, you know, they say you can't hate yourself into your dream body. I feel like you can't hate your mind out of depression. Like the only way to start to heal from things like that is through the softness. Mm-hmm. And that was when I really started journaling more, moving slower, showing myself love, trying to talk to myself nicer, having more awareness to how I showed up in relationships. Mm-hmm. Like all of that really came in the past like two years, I would say. Yeah. So I'm honored that you think it's 60-40. I'm working. Maybe I'll get to 50-50 soon. But it doesn't have to be equally balanced too. And I think it's great to, like you're a perfect example. If you're a female, it might be easy to think like, oh, all females are more feminine and they need to dig into their masculine a little bit more. It's beautiful to see, you know, you as a perfect example of like you're a female who is naturally more masculine and needing to dig into that femininity a little bit more. Because like I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum where like as a male, way too masculine driven and having like in in honesty, like utter disregard, like probably 99.1 me <laughs> getting better. 99.1. 99 masculine, 1% feminine. And it, it's easy to think that that's how everybody is. But like there are males out there who are a My little dad. bit too feminine and need to express some more masculinity to find that balance. And no, having, not that my dad's too feminine, but my dad really leans into his feminine side. Yeah, yeah. And it just seems like it's a bad thing, right? Like the the societal standard has been like, oh, you're a male and you're a little bit too much feminine. Like even saying that, even knowing the topic of what we're digging into here right now, it still seems like, oh, that's not right. That shouldn't Taboo. be the way that it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's totally wrong. Like I have found so much grace and love for myself and just expressing those feminine traits more. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I like, just thought of though? Yeah. It's way safer for women to tap into their masculine. Like I get to wear a trucker hat and low rise jeans and go into the workforce and I like wear mostly men's clothes. I'm wearing a men's shirt right now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's not as safe for men to express their feminine side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's still like from other men, a lot of pushback on each other. Yeah. And the unfortunate thing is that that pushback is from men who haven't had the opportunity to heal mm-hmm. themselves. They haven't had a guiding role model to express to them that it's okay. Their parents might have never allowed them to to fully express themselves, they would have ridiculed a, a male expressing feminine traits or a female expressing masculine traits. And it's sad because it's not until everybody gets that opportunity to heal that a change is going to be made on a societal level, you know? And it's easy to think like, oh, this is just me doing it for myself. But really it's doing it for society as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like each individual needs to heal to the point where they can experience it. And once you, ex- once you experience it for yourself, it's like then anything, you right? You're like, you want people. other people to yes. experience it. 
it. Yeah, yeah. And that's the beauty of it. And it's like a domino effect. Like the first one has to fall in order to get the whole castle to fall, Mm -hmm. you know? So I guess in, in talking about that, like if you find yourself on this journey as well, like keep on digging into it because not only are you helping yourself, but you are, you are proving to other people that are looking up to you, that are watching you. We all have role models. We all have people that their eyes are on us. Even if you think that you don't, you do. And you are showing those people through your actions. Like as a male, it's okay to show emotion. As a female, it's okay to show hard work. It's okay to get your hands dirty. It's okay to do all these things that, again, society is incorrectly stated that we can't do, Mm -hmm. you know? And it doesn't mean that women have to go to work and the men have to stay home. It's just that you have the option to choose mm-hmm. within each moment, within each day, within each year or decade. Like I know that there's times where like when I was first starting up the business, I needed more masculine traits because it was like, okay, I have to get this up. I have to get this started. I need these systems. And then, you know, time passes and I'm like, okay, I need to rest. Like that was a mm-hmm. lot of effort exerted. I need to be soft with myself. And then after, you know, maybe a rest period, it's like, okay, I'm ready to get Get back, Get back to work to it. on it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that there's so many areas of our life where you just, you know, you flow back and forth. And the more you get to know yourself, I think the easier it starts to recognize like what you need in each moment. And funny enough, even when we were about to record, there was a person downstairs. Hmm. It was this guy and he was blaring music and they're not open on Mondays. And so I like went down and I knocked on the door and I was like, hey, I'm about to record a podcast. Like, is there any way that you could like turn it down? Because... You guys were supposed to be closed today, so I scheduled this. And he was just like super rude, did not really turn it down, and was very dismissive and then like shut the door. And I was like, all right, damn. And I like came up and complained to Clay. And then so we were like, we'll just go get coffee. And we came back and he had turned it down. And Clay was like, what did you say that as a male, what do you think happened in his head? 100%. He was so masculine in his immediate response. Probably like this girl, he's doing hard work at a bar, very masculine job, podcasting, talking about things, very much more feminine oriented, you know? He probably is not allowing himself to experience any feminine traits. And he doesn't even realize that. And he's mad about it. So he's mad at you, but really he's mad at himself for not allowing that femininity to come out. So he's so masculine. He's all annoyed that oh, this girl might just asked me to, to turn, turn it down. Out. Now I can't listen to my loud music here. And we went to get coffee and it was a beautiful thing. I think he had time to reflect and probably said like, well, I was really harsh to that girl. Like I didn't even try and find a middle ground. She asked me if I could turn it down. Very compromisable outcome. Yeah. Nope, and for more nothing. context, I was like, will you be here for a little bit? Like I can record in two hours. I can record later tonight. And, like it's only going to take me one hour. Like, is there a good time to do it? And he was just like so... So unwilling to compromise, no information. He's like, I'll be here all night. (laughs) Yeah. And then we came back and the music was turned down. Mm -hmm. It was like clearly something happened between those two Mm -hmm. points in time. And we haven't talked to the guy, obviously. (laughs) This is all theoretical speculation. But (laughs) I do think, I think that he had that moment to be able to reflect on something and say, have the awareness to be like, maybe that was a little too aggressive. Like she was very nice and how she asked me, okay, I'll turn the music down. But it was only after... It was only after he had time to come to terms with that himself. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody forced him to make that. In the moment of you asking him, he felt like you were forcing him to make that. And then after you had left, he felt like he had his own time to come to that conclusion on his mm-hmm. own. And yeah. I think the more self-awareness you start to have for yourself, maybe a year from now, in the moment, he might be able to be like, oh yeah, for sure. Sorry about that. Like, I'll turn it down. 
maybe just shoot me a text when you're done and I'll turn it back up. Mm-hmm. And it's just like those seemingly small things, but like in each moment, not getting like so frustrated and angry or being too passive and not sticking up for yourself. Like whatever you need, making sure that you honor that in those moments. And like even when I was riding a bike last night, like this car like almost fucking murdered me for no reason because I'm riding a bike and it was like so hard. He like honked at me and he like yelled out his window and I just wanted to like flip him off and be like, dude, fuck you. Like mm-hmm. I, peaches in my basket, we're having a nice time. We just went and got cone flower. Like don't kill my vibe. Chill out. And then I was just like, not even gonna say anything. Not gonna let it kill my vibe. We just let that bounce right back off him. Gonna keep going. But like it was testing. Yeah. And I had to lean into my feminine side of just being like- I was gonna say. Hey, yeah, your masculine wanted to really come out there, didn't it? And yeah, and give them a piece of what they gave me. Yep, yep, <laughs> which isn't a bad thing, but you've- It wouldn't exper- have solved anything. You've experienced your masculine. Mm-hmm. So then you had that knowledge to be able to either choose to dip into it or choose to not dip into it. But you, if you had never really known your masculine side- then that might have just happened and you would have had no idea what was going on, right? Like the ability to feel both ends of the spectrum is what allows us to, because once we have that piece of information, we can use it however we see fit, Mm -hmm. right? So like if you've experienced both your masculine and your feminine, well, then you can choose what to apply to each given situation. And I felt like would yelling back at this person do anything? Would that serve me? And I'm like, no, they can't even hear it. They're gone down the street. So I'm just going to lean into the softness and be like, you know what? That was about them. They're having a bad day. I don't need to now have a bad day. Mm -hmm. And yeah, okay. Those were small examples. I want you to take the floor maybe for some that you're navigating right now. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, as I had stated, I am almost 100% masculine take that back. I have a lot of feminine traits, but I'm so in my masculine that I I was disallowing myself to recognize those feminine traits. So like on the eight dimensions of wellness, man, I am 100% good on physical wellness. Uh, if you guys don't know about me, I coach at a CrossFit gym. I competitively trained. All of my hobbies are fitness related things. And the other seven get a whole resounding zero, you know? Oh, they don't get zero. Uh, they get about 1% maybe. <laughs> um, and that's bad. That's terrible. And I never thought that there was any issue with it. And as I've gotten older and matured and had Allison to help kind of well, help me get more well-rounded, I've had to get there myself, but she opened me up to the idea of exploring that nature. Man, I I was in a bad place even like a week ago. I'm not even joking. Um, this is all very, very relevant time, uh, current time like things that are happening to me right now. Yeah, this... All everything we're talking about is really it's happening <laughs> as as we speak as we speak. So 100% masculine pretty much um very much have that raw mentality of like I don't care how you feel right now, do it, you know? To like, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like I was depressed, might still be even a little bit but not anywhere close to what it was because I would like, I would be so masculine. I'd get up in the morning and I'd just be like literally depressed and be like, suck it up, man. What are you going to do? Cry about it? You know, what are you going to do? Go talk to somebody and tell you they're depressed? (laughs) No. You know, like this was my dialogue with myself. So unhealthy. And it was because that masculine was so worried, nervous about like the feminine taking over, you know? Because you were seeing it as like weak. Weak. Yes. Yes. And 
just over the last week, um, some things that I've started practicing is like journaling, meditating, taking time in the morning to just like stretch and let my mind unwind to start my day rather than being like, oh, I'm awake. Time to get right into it. Yep. You're a male. It's time to work. It's time to get to the gym. It's time to be this thing for everybody else. And those things have helped me out so much and just allowing myself to feel balance. And again, I didn't know that like allowing myself to feel feminine traits and allow those to come out was like a good healthy thing. But once I let that take over for a second, again, I got to dip my foot in the pond. And then I got to realize that it's okay to transfer back and forth. It didn't have to be all all on one side of the equation. And you're realizing that like through a softer, slower morning, having the willpower and the discipline to have that soft, like those are masculine traits, discipline, Mm -hmm. willpower, Mm -hmm. to do the feminine then actually fills your cup up so that then you can do the masculine of taking the action that you need to in your workday from a place of having enough to do that Mm -hmm. so that you're not operating below zero by the time you get off work. Yeah. Getting to such a a low point to where the the feminine is what was going to allow me to know what was going on. Mm -hmm. What? Why do I feel this way? Well, if I never touched into that, it it was just going to continue to be a a self-perpetuating cycle of all these masculine traits are bringing me down to zero. No feminine traits are not allowing me to rise it back up to 50% or 100% or refill my cup. So doing those things, yeah, it allows me to have that care and compassion that I need to have, that energy that that, that makes me who I am. It allows me to get back to that point, point of balance. Okay, let me ask you, as a male, why do you feel like that was how it had had to be? Like, what in your life led you to thinking that, like, okay, I'm really down on myself. Something's got to change, but, like, I don't want to tell anyone. I'm just going to not change anything. I'm going to power through. Why do you feel like that is the case for you? I think just growing up with three brothers and uh, really only having my my mom, you know, to have a higher feminine allocation. And then all my brothers are, are very much in their masculine. Um, so I learned like that. I learned that. I never watched my brothers cry. I never watched my dad cry. Not that that's a bad thing, but that taught me that it wasn't okay to cry. And uh, that inception of a thought grew roots into everything else. So not only was it not okay to cry, but now it's not okay to share emotions. Now it's not okay to rely on other people. Now it's not okay to have grace with yourself. If you mess up, you messed up, man. Uh, That's not okay. You can't mess up, you know? All very unhealthy ways of thinking about it. You better fix it yourself. Don't ask for help. Yeah, you can't get any help from anybody because then you're weak, you know? And that's not what my family taught me. Again, that's just, that was that initial idea that was conceptualized by just growing up in a, a household of more men. And not. I think your line of work too, like both from being a D1 athlete, mm-hmm. like that whole, whole thing is all males mm-hmm. in the weight room, on the football field, all male coaches. Like, did you have one female coach? Oh, no, never, never. never. Then you go into counting business school. Mm-hmm. Very male dominated. Driven. Mm-hmm. You had six roommates. Yeah, all males. Mm-hmm. Then you switch gears and you go into CrossFit, which we love to see that it's co-owned by a female. 
but also at large, a pretty male dominated mm-hmm. sport. Mm-hmm. So you're just around a lot of masculine energy and mm-hmm. have been the majority of your life. Yeah. And do you feel like when you started dating me is maybe when that like... We, I had so much reservation to it. As I said, if there's a reason that I'm more balanced, it's because of you. I would have never had the idea to look into it at a start. Now I started looking into it and we did it together. Didn't work. Took us until we were on our own for a little while living on our own to for me to really like not get that push from you but to need that push from myself so you are the reason that I am here where I'm at now from a standpoint of like being okay looking into those things but when we first started and we we're living together like when you would talk to me about hey have you did you try writing about this when I'd come home stressed and you would ask me those types of questions like did you try writing it out about it and I'd be like no I have my thoughts in my head to think about it. why would I write about it you know all of those things that you would give me to try and help from a a feminine energy. I just had all of the hesitations towards and I would shoot them down right away. So yes, you did help, but that dynamic of not really being able to have somebody else help you, but you having to help yourself, you having to love yourself first was was only able to be accomplished without you around, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, once we decided to live apart for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like even that, and now I'm pressing, But your unwillingness to allow help, do you feel like it was, you know, in those times when I was trying to help you, it's like, oh, well, that's allowing help for these things. Mm -hmm. And by then going and doing it on your own, it's still like, okay, well, I can do it myself. Yeah, well, I think it made me demean myself from the stance of if I need help to do this, then it means I can't do it on my own. Mm. And you're still doing it on your own. Like you're still taking the corrective actions. You just have somebody that's giving you a new idea, right? Like I just let it take too much credit away from me, what I was doing. Like it either has to be all me doing it or it's not me doing it at all. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people relate to that. And like a lot of people struggle to ask for help in any areas or even feel like they need to completely invent something new when it's like every idea really is already out there. Most foods already exist. Most types of lifestyles, most healthy morning routines, like most of that is out there. It's just passed along human to human all the time. Mm -hmm. I did not invent journaling. Mm -hmm. I did not invent yin yoga. I didn't invent not looking at your phone in the morning. Dudes, I could have told you that. This doesn't really have anything to do with anything, but like all of this is already out there. And I feel like it's easy to feel like we can't just take what's working for someone else. We have to like find our own way. Mm-hmm. And I know for myself, like I could be way better and I actively have been trying and, and working towards like if someone says something is working for them, actually just fucking trying it. Yeah. Like ordering the product doing the thing, trying the thing and being like, yeah, this is kind of nice. Like I being someone who's more in my masculine, like I always feel like I have to figure it out first. Mm-hmm. And then I want to share that, but I need to be more receptive. Mm-hmm. I need to be a better, let other people teach me things. Like I love to teach other people. Mm-hmm. It also probably doesn't help that my mom's a teacher. My sister's a teacher. Half of my mom's siblings are teachers. Like I just, a lot of teacher energy. Like I just, I love to share and it's really rewarding for me when people tell me if things I say resonate with them. Mm -hmm. But if I'm only teaching and sharing, then I'm not learning more. Mm -hmm. So I need to flip back and forth a lot. And I've made a big effort this summer, like in my conversations with people of listening more and being like, every person I meet has something to teach me. Like, what can I learn from them? Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. Even like 
some guy in line, like this old individual was just like talking my ear off about something. But it's like, everyone does have something to teach you mm-hmm. if you're like willing to listen and recognizing that that doesn't like detract from your worth yeah. to try on what someone else has said works for them. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's always going to work for you, but not dismissing it right away. Mm-hmm. I think that the beauty of that as well is, and I, I do this really badly too, I love to give energy to people and make them feel great, right? Like I give my, when you're feeling down, like I just want nothing more than to just give you positivity from myself. That brings me joy. It brings you joy to teach people things, right? Flipping script and realizing that it brings other people joy to teach other people things too. Mm -hmm. And so like when I am giving that energy and making people feel happy and positive, when they do something back to me and I just immediately turn around and give it right back to them, like I'm taking away that joy that they were going to receive from giving it to me. If somebody teaches you something and you're just like, wow, that's so cool. Here's what I can give right back to you, you know? It's like disacknowledging that thing that they gave to you, which would bring them joy and immediately doing for yourself of giving it back to them, which brings you joy, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think realizing that like how you feel in those regards is how other people feel too. And that's the the femininity of it is like receiving, being okay to receive and not have to immediately follow it up by by giving again. Mm -hmm. And our culture is, it's like, I give you a housewarming gift. So then I, the other person writes a thank you note and gives a bottle of wine as a thank you for the gift. Then the other person has to give this other thing back. And we just really need to like stop with those type of things and just say like, thank you Mm -hmm. sometimes. Like that's enough. You don't always have to give it back in that moment. Like in our friendships or relationships or jobs, like obviously you want to be balanced. And if someone gives you something, you would hope that at some point the favor is returned. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, it just cancels out if you just do it right back. And I think if you think of money, that's an easy way to explain how this, why this doesn't work. Like if if you need a dollar for something and I'm like, okay, here's a dollar. And you're like, oh, okay, here's that dollar back. It's like, well, you needed a dollar right now. So you could do, Mm -hmm. so you could plug your meter or whatever we'll just say then that doesn't help if you just give it right back. Mm -hmm. But if I give you a dollar today and then a week from now, I need to plug my meter for a dollar, then you Mm -hmm. give me a dollar, then that helps me then. Mm -hmm. But if you just help someone, they immediately help you back. You're both just back at zero. So we have to like let things come in the time when they're meant to. Mm -hmm. When your friend's having a bad day, you listen down the line, you're going to have a bad day. They're going to listen. And that's just like the circle of giving and receiving. It's it's like delayed gratification versus Mm -hmm. instant gratification. You know, mm-hmm. you're delaying that gift back to the person because mm-hmm. they don't need it right now. They need it in the future. You don't know when they're going to need it, but you have the ability to take time to appreciate that gift that they gave you. Mm-hmm. And then when the time comes and the time's right, you're going to have the space to then give it back to them. Yes. Because if we're always giving, then we're just all going to be pouring from empty cups. Mm-hmm. And we have to just accept that. Yeah. Generosity, the kindness, whatever someone does for you, accept it. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, if you're someone who's always doing the receiving, mm-hmm. making sure that at times you do cognitively be like, okay, how it's been so nice that this person's really been helping me out. Mm-hmm. How can I do something for them? Yeah, that's especially true in relationships as well. Of If you just are always the one receiving, well, eventually it's going to get to a point where you feel bad. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm just taking from this person now rather than receiving, I'm taking. And yeah. you have to you have to balance it out. 
about with that with that giving back there and that's that's what it is is balance and like giving masculine receiving feminine right it's that ebb and flow back and forth and being able to to dip into both fields of it so how do you feel that that has really helped us from our relationship because i think that the and it doesn't have to be like sensual relationships it could be relationships with friends relationships with family members relationships with co-workers it dives into all of those relationship aspects but i think having the balance between your masculine energy and your feminine energy allows you to be the best version of yourself which allows you to be the best version in that relationship too mm-hmm. how do you feel that that has played out working and finding a balance for you with us I'm starting to enjoy receiving more. Mm-hmm. I used to definitely feel bad when you did things for me, but in a way because not because I felt like I was taking from you, but in a way because I wanted to be competitive. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you did this for me. So I'm going to do it back for you. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I always wanted to give more mm-hmm. than you were giving, whatever mm-hmm. that meant. Mm-hmm. Like helping with chores around the house, sexually for money things. Like I just, oh, I'm very competitive and you're very competitive. Mm-hmm. And we have had lots of conversations about how probably the biggest flaw in our relationship is our competitive in our comparison with each other because we both love to overachieve. Are you in agreement as I'm talking? Yes, 100%. Oh, okay. I was just trying to move without making minimal sound. Oh, okay. I was like, what was sound. that face? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this, am that I was, not on the right? That was my try to be quiet face. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, and we just compare ourselves to each other a lot. And as it goes, we both are basically good at everything the other person is bad at mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So we are the biggest mirrors to each other's insecurities every day mm-hmm. at all points. And that can be a challenge when we both don't want to acknowledge some of those insecurities. So then we overcompensate in other areas. Mm-hmm. And I think that in the first years of our relationship, we were too proud to admit our insecurities or flaws. So we just kind of like projected. Mm-hmm. And we've always like, we don't really like verbally fight a lot, but where we don't serve our relationship is that we both get really, really in our head. Mm-hmm. So then we withdraw mm-hmm. and it isn't good for us because it's like, let's say you're very physically fit and I'm very mentally Mentally, fit. Mentally fit. (laughs) Yes. Um, And the other one is not of the other thing. Mm -hmm. So then if I, you come home and I say like, oh, I went to the gym and you say like, oh, what'd you do? I might immediately think like, oh, he's judging me to see if I did a workout that is valuable enough for Clay. Like, will Clay think that I Mm -hmm. did a good workout Mm -hmm. instead of me just being like, I went to work out for me. He's not asking because he thinks I'm late. Yeah. And for you, maybe what's like the flip side for you? Oh man. I mean, I, with you starting your own business and and always being so productive, I very much like to chill and hang out at the end of the day. So when I would sit down on the couch to watch Netflix and eat some junk food, I would just be like, gosh, she is just looking at me right now. Like what a lazy piece of shit. (laughs) Obviously you're not. That's what my brain told me, you know, Mm -hmm. to recap a little bit. Both of us are very physically and very mentally fit. Allison just puts more appreciation and weight towards like the mental side of things. You will give up a workout in order to work on a business project. I will give up when I want to start, if I want to start my own personal training business, I will give up the things I need to do on that in order to get my workouts in. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're talking about. But like one is more physically fit, quote unquote, and one's more mentally fit. 
say, quote unquote. Yeah, it's not like, that we're not, but we we just view the other person's strengths and think, I got to have those same strengths too. Mm-hmm. But we both are recognizing that maybe there's something to what the other person's doing. So like, let's say I had to open the shop at 11. In the past couple of weeks, I've been waking up at seven mm-hmm. and trying to have an actual morning routine that includes time to journal and time to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I did that the last before the last four shifts and I felt amazing at work mm-hmm. to where before I used to always work out after work. Mm-hmm. And you, as someone who will always do the workout, now you're trying journaling before mm-hmm. work or having a slower morning, meditating, whatever, and you're realizing like that. That helps that. me be more balanced throughout the day. I don't feel like in a dark, depressive hole at the end of my work. I feel like my cup has been refilled, whereas I wasn't doing any of those things. I was just all focused on getting the workout in, drain, 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 nothing to fill it back up. And yeah, I learned that from you. I learned that from you talking. You actually forced me to do it because I have high resistance to doing these things. And Allison literally comes in. I, a little side story. I came, we've been living apart for right now. I'm living out at my parents' house. She's been living in the apartment while f- doing the Airbnb. And I was just, oh, rock bottom. It was a rock bottom moment for me. She was like, come to my retreat. <laughs> Spend a weekend here. When I, said, gonna- I was on the, we were on the phone. Like I was here at yeah. the apartment. You yeah. were at your parents. And uh, she's like, Spend a weekend here. We're going to get you better. And I was just like, okay, I wanted to see you, but I wanted to come down to hang out with you. And then Little that, did he know, that he next was morning, a retreat. yeah, she forced me to sit at this coffee table. You're so cute. You made like a drip coffee for me. You gave me all three of your different journals and you were like, one of these is going to work for you. You don't have to do all of them. You can do all of them. It could take you all two hours. You don't get to get up until you at least do something on this journaling. You didn't say that, but that was the intention of it. And I said, I have something to go do for a while. Yep. And I lit some Palo Santo and I said, I'll be back to check in in a little while. And it took me 25 minutes to pick up that pen even. You were so stiff. Oh, I was like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) I don't want to do this. But it's because I was so unintuned with my feminine side. What is that feminine side? Being able to be like, something's wrong with you right now, Clay. Like, it's not the physical side of it. It's the mental side of it. Well, mental is emotional. Emotional is more feminine driven. And I was just like, you have to dig into this. You have to figure it out. You have to think about it. You have to open yourself up to feel these things that you don't want to feel. And uh, once I finally let that go, yeah, I picked up the pen and words started to go onto paper. And my critical side wanted to come out and be like, these are terrible words that you're writing down. Like, oh, you're doing it wrong. And then I had had that little snippet of opening up and I was like, no, 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 don't be critical on yourself right now. Just keep writing. I don't care how bad it is. Nobody's going to read it. Just, just keep going. You just have to keep on going. And it just allowed me to vomit out all the things that were held up inside. And it wouldn't have happened without you. So thank you for forcing me to journal because I now do it every morning. I get up at 3.30 in the morning to be able to open the gym at 4.30 and 30 minutes of that time is no phone. Don't even look at your screen. This is your time to just let your mind unwind for the day. And it Mm -hmm. does. It sets me up for such a more positive mindset. I don't feel like I have to fake being positive at the gym. I've allowed Mm -hmm. myself to get out any negativity. I've allowed myself to fulfill my emotional outsourcing. Outsourcing is not the right word. My, My emotional expenditure onto the paper. And then that primes me to be able to be much more masculine. It doesn't, it allows me to do my day how I need to do it, Mm -hmm. letting the masculine take over. 
But since I got to let that feminine out, it doesn't feel just unbalanced, right? The masculine might be the heavier weighted acts of the day, but I've gotten that feminine side out. So it's not just the constant draining and uplifting of masculine, no, nothing from the feminine. That little bit in the morning is just enough to allow that balance to come out throughout the day. And I'll challenge you with this. So at the end of the day, it's like you woke up at 3.30, you did all the things, you coached the classes, you trained, you ran the errands. In your mind, you're, you know, the the evil little side of you that's like, I'm being lazy right now. Mm-hmm. Are you able to switch it and be like, no, I'm resting mm-hmm. because I deserve rest because I already had, I did all of the things in the day and mm-hmm. now I deserve to sit here and reflect on all of that. And it's not being lazy. There are times of laziness for sure in life, you know, on Friday when you're bumming on the couch and eating pizza or whatever. Like that's, I would say like maybe more choice lazy, Mm -hmm. but like if you have done a great job in the day and you're gifting yourself rest, does that feel different? Yes. I've been able to come up to it the way that I would describe it for myself. It is the reclassification of I'm not having a lazy moment right now. I'm having a relaxing moment Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And that slight shift of wordplay in my head when I say, man, I'm being lazy right now heavily critical my inner voice takes over says well you're a piece of shit if i'm relaxing right now it allows me to think yeah because you deserve to get to relax you and i'm doing this to refill my cup six o'clock and Mm -hmm. you've been up for 14 hours already like you're getting ready to go to bed at 7 30 right now like you need time to sit here and exist Everybody else gets that. Just because your schedule is different doesn't mean that you don't get that time. Just because other people are being productive until six o'clock, well, they get from six to 10 to have their relaxation time, right? Like if you think that you have to be productive until when other people are being done being productive, like, well, where's your relaxation time at? You know, Mm -hmm. it's non-existent. And so having that grace with myself to be able to say, yeah, this is fine. Like now I get done at noon. That doesn't mean that I get to relax and use that as an excuse to do that all the way up until seven o'clock when I go to bed. But finding that subtle shift to be able to just have grace with myself has been huge. Yeah. Good. I love this. We're all just little works in progress. How about you to touch on that and to to challenge you Mm -hmm. of feeding into that feminine side a little bit more? I know that you've dealt with periods of burnout from work. Absolutely have dealt with that. Do you feel that that balance has helped you find more space in your life to do other things that you know that you need to do in order to be happy, healthy, balanced, so on and so forth? Oh yeah. I used to should myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I, I should. I should be doing this. Yeah. And instead of I want to do this or this intuitively feels right. Mm-hmm. And whenever I should myself, that feels energy draining. Mm-hmm. But when I want to do something, it feels energy giving. And since I was going through the motions more, kind of how you just said you were being fake positive at work, mm-hmm. when I was working so hard, because I'm like, as a business owner, I should be putting in all of these hours. Like, I have to hustle. I have to grind. Okay, now I have to go hang out with friends because that's supposed to make you feel good. Okay, I have to go work out. I like didn't feel like I like genuinely wanted to do the things. I just felt like that was what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. 
And it really took me hitting rock bottom over the winter and going to Joshua Tree with my mom and resetting and then taking mushrooms to just be like, just slow down Mm -hmm. and just figure out what you actually want to do. And now I feel like outwardly, my actions probably look pretty similar. Like my lifestyle hasn't really changed that much. Like I still look the same. I still do the same things, but now I want to do them Mm -hmm. and they give me energy. And now I feel like, like it's just crazy because I'm not stressed anymore. Like Mm -hmm. I'm making as much, but working less. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing friends and family double or triple the amount, but I'm not drained from all the social interaction. Mm -hmm. I used to be like unwell after like one group dinner and I hung out with friends like the last, I think I do something with friends now, like every single night. Yeah. I've been like everywhere. So proud of you. And I think in the whole of my depression, I've really had myself convinced like I just can't even hang out with people because I felt like I couldn't be vulnerable with them about how unwell I was. And I felt like they would be able to see that. So I didn't want to go do things with people Mm -hmm. because I was like, well, if I'm by myself, I only, it's only myself that I have to convince. Mm -hmm. But if I go do things with other people, I have to put on this mask and wearing a mask is exhausting. Mm -hmm. And there's this quote by Jim Carrey and I'm going to butcher it, but he says like depression stops when you stop playing the character. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was playing this person that I wanted to be instead of just being that person. Yeah, And I've said it on the podcast a lot, but to just like, eliminate try from something like don't try to go to the gym go to the gym when you get there you might just want to do something Mm. you don't try to journal you just open the page and you write something Mm -hmm. you don't try to go to bed early you put your phone away you put on your eye mask and you go to bed and eventually if you actually start to love yourself enough you you want to do those things for yourself Mm -hmm. and i'm not answering your question at all but i was just (laughs) off off reading from how things looked, which to me is very masculine. Mm-hmm. I'm achieving, I'm doing, I'm checking off the to-do list. And I wasn't operating from this place of feminine of how things felt. Does this intuitively align with what I want to do today? Mm-hmm. And now when I do things from feeling, I am more connected to myself and connected to others. And I've just let down my wall a lot mm-hmm. of feeling like I have to always be on, yeah. which I know you're relating to right now too, mm-hmm. is like letting other people see that I'm not okay all the time mm-hmm. was like so hard for me. Yeah. But now I'm like, why did I convince myself that I like always had to be a good vibe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I like couldn't tell a friend that something was wrong. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I, I, I'm so in agreement with you. I've gotten to witness that take hold and take place and to make sure that I'm understanding this right and the audience is understanding right too. So you had a very... I have to with everything that you did masculine right Mm -hmm. and it changed to I want to Mm -hmm. based off feeling Mm -hmm. so letting the feminine side take over that so you're a little bit unbalanced and you were able to find balance and now you can do all these things that you're doing the same things but but you get this positive outcome from it Mm -hmm. doing work and feeling passionate and and grateful that you get to view this finished product not being like on to the next one hanging out with friends 
as in being refilled rather than drained, right? So it just goes to show that like in action, once you can find that more balance with yourself and everybody's different, you were more masculine, needed to touch in with your feminine more. You did that and boom, all of a sudden, all these things that used to be draining for you and quote unquote, when you would reflect on them negative, all of a sudden are positive, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And that's what it is, I think, is what we've both learned is like that balance is so, 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 so important. And just the mind. Mm -hmm. I think there's a quote, it's like, it all starts and ends in the mind. Mm -hmm. And how I just said, like, a lot of the actions are pretty similar, but my intention behind it, my emotions of how I feel behind it are like a 180. Mm -hmm. And you could go through the motions your entire life and never really feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I could like cry. Maybe I'm going to (laughs) cry. You can let it out. I'm here for you. I was just like, yesterday was like the best day and it was like the most normal day. I was just like, I woke up, I had like my coffee, I journaled and then I went to the gym. I had a great workout. And then I biked myself over to the grocery store and got fresh produce because I like wanted to eat healthy. My mom came over, she did my nails and then we ate the stuff and then she dropped me off at yoga, went to bar. Are you crying? No. <laughs> no. Dang it. Um, Still had too a much great, my masculine. I had a great yoga class, biked home and then did some stuff around the house. And then I was like, oh, I really want cone flour. So I went over to the Millwork Commons, took peaches, she was in the basket, talked to some people in line was reading out on a patio, like having the ice cream. Some people came over, like made friends with these people, biked home, journaled. And I was just like, that was such a good day. And like, I wasn't on a yacht in some foreign country doing some crazy thing, but like every moment felt good. Mm -hmm. And like, I used to do days like that all the time, but they were so stressful. I couldn't be present. I was always worried about everything that had to get done. And I just like, let it be like everything just unfolded. I didn't have to plan out that day. I just did the next thing as it felt right. And I'm crying because that was like what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to do it. And I was so frustrated with myself because I was like, how, why does it not feel good? It's mm-hmm. supposed to feel good. Mm-hmm. But I just like wasn't being vulnerable with myself, I guess. Like, yeah. And a lot of my insecurities, I was listening to Armchair Expert recently and there was this episode with Stutz who that he's the Mm -hmm. uh, therapist for Jonah Hill and he was talking about that the only way to become more confident is through action Mm -hmm. and any insecurity you have it's gonna stay in insecurity until you do something to fix it Mm -hmm. and I've it's either you do something to fix it or you accept it Mm -hmm. and I think I've just been working on my insecurities and either deciding okay we're fixing this or we're doing something about it or we're gonna love it for where it is and maybe we can fix it down the line or overcome it in whatever way, mm-hmm. but not ignoring it to where it's just this like anxiety inducing thing that I feel separate from, but like loving the sh- all sides of myself. Yep. Yep. You finished it right with what I was looking for of self-love. The only way to live the life that you want to live is through having self-love first. Mm-hmm. You can't enjoy things. You can't experience things to their fullest. You can't love others until you love yourself first. And if 
we're only experiencing half the equation of ourselves, we might love that side that we're experiencing, mm-hmm. but you have this whole other half of you from an emotional standpoint that you don't even know. So how can you love that without yeah, it's not like really even only knowing, knowing it? half yourself? And I think mm-hmm. that that's what I'm coming to learn is I'm like, there's a whole other side of me mm-hmm. that I didn't even know. Yeah. And unless you, unless yeah. you let it come out, then mm-hmm. it's it's never going to be there. And, and that's what this conversation is all about is it's okay. It's okay to experience that other side of yourself. When all of society is telling you it's not okay, <laughs> us two small little voices mm-hmm. are here telling you that it is okay. As a man who's very masculine, I'm here telling you that it's okay to experience that feminine side because it helps. And I think we always fear the unknown, but if you take anything in life, like something that you're so afraid of and then you do it and you're like, that wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. I think we fear feeling emotions that we haven't really felt mm-hmm. or we fear embracing these other sides of ourselves. And so we're scared and we, we don't acknowledge them. But once you finally do, it's like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Like being vulnerable around friends, I was like terrified to. Mm-hmm. I thought I always had to like keep up a front. And now I'm like, this is so much better. Why? That was not fun wearing a mask all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it at all yet. Far from. I probably just, never, you never will be. No, but just being able to like cry even, you know, and just admit like, yeah, this went wrong and it sucked. Yeah. yeah and not having to act like it didn't. So, yeah. You got to just experience everything. Mm-hmm. And if you experience it and you hate it, well, now you know. Yeah. But if you never experience it, then you never know whether you like it or you dislike it. I'm proud of you for crying on your, was that the first time you've cried on your podcast? No. Oh. Maybe like third. You would have been more proud of me for crying <laughs> on the podcast. We'll get there eventually. You, I you really might hate it. That. You might hate it because you're afraid of it, but you could like it. I think that in, in, in you cry. Little... Wait, wait, Peach, could you not do that? I always know I'm getting. I've like I've been recording too long when, when she wakes when, up. Yeah, because she's like okay. okay. <laughs> But we'll wrap up with this. You cried in front of me for the first time mm-hmm. this summer. And so I think that that even shows like how much you've been on this journey that you finally felt safe enough around mm-hmm. me to cry. Mm-hmm. Because previously there were moments that you could have cried for sure. Mm-hmm. And you didn't. Mm-hmm. And you finally did. And it made me feel like I I was like, wow, he actually feels safe about safe around me. Mm-hmm. He loves me enough that he knows that that's okay. So that made me feel good. Mm-hmm. I love that. If there's if there's one thing that we were put on this earth for, when you find that other person that, that you just know is the one, they're they're there to challenge you. They're there to benefit you in the long run. But in order for that to be the case, you have to open up and allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. And that only comes from within. Does Nobody can make that happen other than yourself. Yeah. And last week's episode, or maybe two weeks ago, we were talking about navigating friendships. And truly the key to deepening any relationship in life is like honesty, vulnerability, and communication. Otherwise, you're just going to be acquaintances with everyone. Mm-hmm. And if you can find like things that you have in common and struggles that you both been through or an issue that you're facing, like you are automatically going to become so much closer with that person. Mm-hmm. And likewise with yourself, if you can acknowledge to yourself, like what am I actually going through that needs attention? Like mm-hmm. what alarms are going off in my body that are saying, hey, something's not right here. 
Mm-hmm. It just wants to be seen. Mm-hmm. And if you like give it a little love, you'll be better for it. Absolutely. And the people around you will be better for it because you'll be a better friend, brother, sister, mom, boyfriend, et cetera, et cetera. The more you show yeah. up for yourself, the better you show up for yourself, the better you can show up for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And if it's not the entire thing, how can you show up for yourself if it's only half of you, you know? Yeah. It's, a, it's a puzzle that's incomplete. Nobody likes looking at that. You know when you finish a puzzle and there's one piece missing and it literally makes you want it. You're like, I want to throw this puzzle across the room. I spent all this work and I can see everything. I can see the whole picture, but it's just one missing piece, right? Like that's enough to, to ruin your love of that puzzle. And it's the same with ourselves internally. You know, if you don't allow yourself to experience every aspect of your being, then you're never going to have that whole picture of love for yourself. 1%, 1%'s enough to, to throw it all off. A whole lifelong journey. Okay. That was great. Yeah. Thank you for coming back on. Thanks for having me. I love sitting here and having deep conversations with you. These are the types of conversations that we have off All the, the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think you guys would be surprised. Like, well, not because we don't seem deep, but like, I don't know, maybe lots of couples have deep conversations all the time, but we, maybe it's that we are into the plant medicines, but I feel like mm-hmm. we just go on conversation journeys oh, yeah. all the time. It's beautiful. <laughs> Same. We teach each other a lot. Okay. And then now we can wrap up with, so it was April. You moved out to your parents. Mm-hmm. You did that. I stayed here. We have the Airbnb. And now through the six months apart, we learned a lot. And now you're going to be moving back in. Mm-hmm. So what we learned from this, aside of all the things that we just said, before we shared a bedroom. Mm-hmm. And as you guys could tell today, Clay is a morning person and I'm a night person. So we were only sleeping in the same bed for about three hours a night together anyway. And then I couldn't read in bed. Clay's trying to tiptoe around in the morning. So what we're going to try now, we have two bedrooms here. Rather than having one be the spare bedroom slash office, we're going to try making our own bedrooms Mm -hmm. and like fully decking them out to our own needs. Mm -hmm. So like in my bedroom, we got the little podcast area. I've got all my little girly things. You can hang up whatever the fuck you want in your boy room. And I just, I do feel like it's important to have our own spaces. Like it doesn't, we can still have sleepovers, but like having all your stuff in your room, that's your vibe and me and mine. And when it's seven o'clock, you can go into your bedroom and start winding down. Mm -hmm. And then when I want to come into my bedroom, I can start winding down. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be good for us. And maybe it won't be, but the only way to know is to try. We always were just on top of each other. I felt bad having my stuff, which doesn't match your vibe in in the room together. And that would lead me to not put stuff into my room. And that obviously affected me. I'd, I'd be like, well, I can't, can't have my have stuff. It, can't have it on top of her stuff. So I just can't have my own stuff. Like that's not healthy. No. So I think it's going to work really well too. And, and the when, only like, way would, to figure out if it's going to work is to try. Yeah. And I love to read in bed. Like that's something that I've done since I was a kid. Like that is my nighttime knockout serum. Like if I'm not tired, I start reading a book out. Mm-hmm. And I I don't want to read on the couch. I want to read in bed mm-hmm. because I don't take my phone into bed mm-hmm. and I don't want to journal anymore because I already journaled my night journal at the table. I want to read in bed. And mm-hmm. when you're sleeping, I'm not going to turn the light on. Like I 
would do it and you would kind of like wake up and I could tell, like, then that ruined your sleep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just like, even though it seems like a small thing, that's like my nightly routine that I like, I want to do that every night. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to feel bad and like I'm disrupting your sleep. And then in the morning when your alarm's going off at 3.30, you would feel bad and then you're trying to be silent. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. It's going to work. We're so sad not being able to spend time with each other. So mm-hmm. we're going to knock that off the playing board because we're going to get to see each other more. And okay, we're wait, sorry off. to interrupt. Yeah. Um, the takeaway that we wanted to say is like kind of how masculine and feminine is like finding balance. I think there's also finding middle ground. Like we went, you and I both operate in extremes a lot. We went, okay, we're living on top of each other. So let's try living apart. Mm-hmm. Those are both extremes. And now we're trying the middle ground of, well, what if we live together, but within living together, we each have our own space. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of life, we go from one extreme to the next extreme only to find that like the middle ground was there all along mm-hmm. just gotta be open and willing to search for it mm-hmm. willing to experience it okay i love it i love I, you i love you too i'm gonna go to yoga at six i'm gonna get changed it's perfect thank you again you're so welcome thank you for having me on thank you guys for listening if you made it this far it went long because it was overdue having you yeah yeah <laughs> okay bye guys see ya Thank you for listening to another episode of Ori Friends. We want to tell you guys, what is our favorite thing in this world? Getting Apple and Spotify reviews. So to thank you guys, when we hit 500 reviews on Apple and Spotify, we're going to give you one of your favorite things. And we're going to tell you what it is. It's a $50 gift card to wherever you want. Please, come on. We're desperate. We're literally dreaming up these reviews in our sleep. Got to help us get there. If we want to keep creating great Ori Friends podcast shows for you guys, we need those reviews. So don't make us beg, all right? So leave a rating, leave a review, screenshot it, send it to us. And yeah, when we hit 500, we'll pick two of you guys to get a $50 gift card to wherever you choose. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you in the review section of our show. Love y'all. Love ya. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.